Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. This week, we start our two-part series covering celebrity animals. Hey. These are animals that are a part of pop culture. Uh, some you will have probably heard of and some maybe not. But I think it's going to be a, I think it's a fun idea and something I've wanted to do for a while. And I found several good stories for the episode this week. And Dave, you have a famous animal to talk about as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think this is going to be a, a fun, a good series. For yeah. Us. It'd be kind of cool. They're less deathy. Yeah. Not Okay. I can think of one death. Oh, from an attack, but okay. that we're going to talk about today. But other than that, this is, it's, it's a lighter, lighthearted episode for the most part. Okay. And we hope everyone enjoyed Well, it wasn't a lighthearted episode last week um, when we covered uh, our, uh, the Jim Corbett story, The Hunt for the Muktazar uh, Man-Eating Tiger. That was another really good, yeah. good story. Yeah. Uh, we've covered Jim Corbett the last two episodes, and he's our man, and he's awesome, isn't yeah. he? But we're going to take a break from him. Okay. For a while. But yeah, go back and check that out if you haven't yet. As always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning into us. We've been doing well in our downloads lately. Uh, it's super awesome. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you use. Remember to give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. The ratings and reviews just really help our podcast. You know, it'll help gain more attention. And it'll gain more listeners. And that's what we strive for. Yeah. Uh, so they mean more than you think. So please go ahead and do that for us. Well, Dave, once again, Colonel Cheetor is absent for... Oh. Unknown reasons. Mm. We still have not heard from him in, in weeks. We do not know where he is. Hmm. But taking his place uh, back once again is his brother, Professor Cheetor. There will be a day when I, Professor Cheetor, will be one of these famous celebrity animals. All I have to do is finish this cure for the coronavirus I'm currently working on. Oh, well. Mm. Good luck. I, that would be great. Uh, can you give me a shot first? That would be nice. Yeah, and I sure hope it's quick, because uh, yeah. we're running out of toilet paper. <laughs> we're uh, running, running out fast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we get going with the episode, we actually got a request from a listener, uh, Marcus. He asked if we would go over our stats again. It's something we haven't done for quite a while. Uh, and Marcus is an Air Force pilot. So oh, cool. we're, we're going to do what he tells us. All right. And it's good timing, too, because we are now over 30,000 downloads. Hey! I mean, congrats, Dave. Hey, congrats, Matt. <laughs> um, I wish I knew how good that was, but, you know, it doesn't really matter, because I think it's great. <laughs> so, yes, as of about an hour ago, we were at 30,646 hits. Uh, and we've been getting about 100 hits a day, give or take, for the last eh, few months, I would say. Okay. Now, let's go over uh, the numbers here. So, about two-thirds of the hits come from the United States, which you kind of think. Yeah. The other third comes from 76 different countries. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah. a lot. Like, someone from 76 different countries has listened to our voices. Crazy. I mean, a lot probably only listened for a minute, then turned us off, but <laughs> hey, it still counts. They don't speak Swahili. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's really cool. 76 different countries, and uh, I'll go over the top 10 countries, uh, the top okay. 10 that have give us the most hits. Obviously, number one is us, the, the United States. And then number two is uh, our friends down under, oh, Australia. Australia. And most of those hits come from New South Wales. That's oh, the, okay. That's the state. That's where Sydney is. Okay. Um, uh, number three is Canada. Uh, they Most of them are in Ontario. Oh, interesting. Our neighbors up north, the red-headed stepchild of North America. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you ever watch South Park? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they make the way they make Canada of, blame Canada. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. I love how <laughs> they do that. So I always, whenever I think of Canada, I think of them how how they do them in South Park. It's funny. <laughs> anyway, um, number four is the United Kingdom. Number five is Sweden. Then Ireland. Then India. Then France. Then Norway. Then Mexico. Hmm. So that's super cool. Thank yeah. you to all of our fans all around the world. Yeah. <laughs> But then uh, let's go to the U.S. and states with the most hits. 
Number one is our home state of Utah. Utah has, like, I think it was right around 10% of all of our hits. Oh, yeah, we're pretty famous here. Yeah, we're a pretty big deal. <laughs> Number two uh, is California. Number three, New York. And some of these are funny because I, I don't know anybody in New York. Yeah, so I, mean, it's I don't pretty think I cool. do either. Pretty cool. Uh, then we have Florida, then Texas, then Michigan, then Indiana, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. So that's really cool, too. Yeah. I think so. Uh, Dave, do you want to know our most listened to episodes? Yes. Okay. So the most listened to episode is our pilot, episode one. Okay. Which makes sense. That's pretty customary. Now, number two is an odd one. Like, I never would have thought this one would be it. It's uh, our Orcas part two. Wow. That this was This is recent. the one where we, that one was pretty, that was back in December. And it was really recent. And it was, uh, we had Dana on with us. Yeah. I don't know why this one climbed so high. It, possibly because after we did this, I got really sick and we had like a month off. So oh. maybe that had something to do with it. Huh. We, I don't know. But yeah, that's our second most hit episode. Crazy. Climbed up the charts. And then number three is Bear Attack Stories. Okay. You figure that. People love Bear Attack Stories. And we actually have a bear story this in this oh, episode hey. too. But yeah, we're going to do cover more bear attack stories some okay. other time. And then number four is the uh, Man Eaters of Savo, the lions. Okay. Number five is still, this one's always been around. It's Yellowstone Part One. Oh, interesting. That's where we went over uh, the history of Yellowstone and crazy ways people have died there. Yeah. You know, like jumping into hot pools of acidic water yeah. to save a dog and have your skin melted off. That happened. Yeah. It is a pretty popular park. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of people know it, even, even oh, uh, around out the world. Of the States. Around yeah. the world. Yeah, it's pretty well known. And then number six is uh, Jim Corbett, the Ch Champawat tigress, okay. the hunt for the Champawat. And then number seven is our recent animal stories and attacks number nine. Oh, okay. And then number eight, or yeah, in eighth place is recent animal stories and attacks number ten. So those are, those are we have a lot of fun doing those ones. Yeah. And then number nine is lions part one. People want okay. to learn about lions. And number ten, this is another one I wouldn't have guessed, but. Hunting God Badly, Accidents and Death. This, oh, yeah? This is our second one. So that's, oh, that's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. It, it, it's fun to keep track of. I, that's one of my favorites. I probably check like every day just to see. Oh, do you? To check, check where things are at. And it's kind of, it's. I enjoy doing it, so it's kind of fun. Nice. But yes, that is our newest updated stats for everyone. And there, there you are, Marcus. You are welcome. <laughs> All right. So, Dave, what do you say we get going? All right. And let's get to our first celebrity animal. Okay. And it's Who one, is it? It's one I've mentioned at some point, but I, I don't remember when we mentioned it. But this is Terrible Ted. Hmm. Terrible Ted was an American black bear and famous for being a pro wrestler. Nice. This is a, it's a really interesting story too. So Terrible Ted was born in 1949. And now what is really messed up if you think about it uh, ted has been declawed and defanged so he doesn't mm. have teeth or he at least doesn't have his canine teeth what does he live off of gummy bears <laughs> <laughs> he, well he, he eats a lot of liquids i don't i don't know exactly uh. what he eats but uh yeah they his canines are at least are gone oh, i don't know gee. about his other teeth huh. say but yeah this is this is so he wouldn't be dangerous as okay. dangerous so in his early years, Ted traveled with the carnival. And then in the early 1950s, the carnival went bankrupt. So Ted was adopted by a man named Dave McKingy. He was a wrestler himself, going by several names throughout the years. He was Bear Man. Nice. <laughs> Canadian Wild Man. But normally he was known as Jean Dubois. Hmm, Interesting. And for the next 20 years, he took Ted around from promotion to promotion to take part in wrestling matches. Ah. And I looked up stuff on uh, Dave as a wrestler, and he, he, was, there, he didn't have much to it. He was kind of a jobber. So a guy that was used to put other guys over by beating them oh, okay. pretty quickly. Uh, he, was, he was mostly famous for having Ted. Okay. And... He wrestled all over, or Ted wrestled all over Canada and the U.S. And there are videos of Ted wrestling. I put one up on our Facebook page. Oh, okay. I'm, I'll, I'll do it again. But 
um, Ted can actually wrestle like nice. pretty well. I mean, he's not going to jump, get up on the top rope and do a, oh, do a super. How would you splash. love to see that? <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, he legit does a few moves like he does an arm drag. He does a snapmare and he did them well, too. It was nice. pretty cool. Um, he, he was, he would also sell moves that were done to him by the other wrestlers. Like one guy was saying he put him in a choke lock and the, the bear was like selling that he was getting losing air and like (laughs) he was actually selling for him. So that's pretty cool. And Ted is like 600 pounds too. Oh my goodness. He is not a small animal. That's like Andre the Giant. That's more than Andre. Andre was a little over five. Wow. And throughout the years, he was a special attraction in the wrestling world with people paying money to see him. And he won almost every match he competed in. It'd be pretty hard to pin a bear if you think about it. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, after and after his matches, Dave would get the he would collect all the money that they made from doing the match. And then Ted would be fed and given Coke. Nice. Well, uh, Coca-Cola. Okay, okay. I should good. probably probably say that because wrestlers they like their coke too. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh knowing wrestlers but yeah back then I wouldn't be surprised if they gave a <laughs> gave a bear a little sniff. Yeah. <laughs> Even though There's your women bears backstage. <laughs> yeah. So in July 1966 there was an incident. His trainer Dave offered $3000 to anyone in the crowd who could pin Ted. So this oh is like goodness. legit letting people from the crowd come in to wrestle a oh bear. Boy. This isn't like a wrestling match where, you know, it's predetermined and all that. This yeah. is like a carny deal. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> and you, you couldn't you couldn't do this now, I feel like. <laughs> but you <sighs> could you could do this back in nineteen sixty six at a carnival in the middle of nowhere. Now someone actually challenged Ted, a man named uh John Zagetti. And he wanted some money for a new truck. <laughs> well, uh, somehow this guy actually did pin Ted and he pinned oh. him for about 15 seconds. Oh, wow. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. So then Dave and the promoter refused to pay the prize. Oh. <laughs> and Zagetti actually sued them in 1968. Oh, Unfortunately, okay. I couldn't find any information on the case. Huh. But... Something like this happened another time (laughs) in October of 1970. Ted, the bear, was arrested and spent (laughs) several days in Lowndes County, Georgia. Oh, my goodness. So they arrested the bear. The reason, and each source I read kind of gave me something a little different, but this is kind of what I summed up out of it. So Dave offered $1,500 to anyone who would wrestle Ted, not even have to pin him, just wrestle him. Wow. This is this is what I don't get. They're in uh, southern Georgia. Obviously, some redneck will accept that offer for 1500s. Yeah. Hell, I probably would. <laughs> but apparently, a man named Ed Williams accepted. He's a 300-pound construction worker. But before the match happened, Dave told Ed that it told Ed Williams that Ted has recently developed a poor disposition or temperament and that he could be dangerous. So Ooh. Dave called off the match. And Ed Williams accused him of skipping out of the deal, which is honestly likely. <laughs> wrestlers and wrestling promoters, especially back then, they were like they're like carnies, you know. Yeah. You never trust a carny. Yeah. So is that why is that why he is that why the bear got arrested? Yeah, they arrested Ted because of that. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I, gee. I, I couldn't get all the details, but oh my uh, goodness! But Ted was yeah, Ted, Ted was held under arrest and later released on three thousand dollar bail. <laughs> And <laughs> and Dave as lo- as well as Dave's promise to appear in court. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't have any other information on the case. But isn't that strange? That is just silly. It, yeah, it is. Silly. I'll bet. Oh man, if only that bear could talk, <laughs> he'd be defending himself in court. <laughs> I didn't do anything unbearable. Oh god, <laughs> you set that <laughs> joke up for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So then in 1971. Ted made his WWWF Worldwide Wrestling Federation, hey. which then became the WWF and now WWE. That, that now that I can understand how that would be confusing. The WWF 
what is uh, WWF? WWF, you know, the World Wrestling Federation mm-hmm. could be could be confused with the World Wildlife Foundation. Wildlife Foundation, yeah, well, yeah because that, there's a bear. So, well, yeah, <laughs> they actually that they went to court to fight over the name. I know you told me that. Yeah, yeah. and then the uh, Wildlife Federation won. Oh, so they, it's too bad. WWF should have just said, "Hey, we've got both. We've got a bear. We've got bears." Yeah. <laughs> All right, but Ted at one point wrestled and beat superstar Billy Graham, who was Wait, the um, the the minister the preacher. No, Billy Graham. Oh, okay. No, who's Billy? Billy Graham, the wrestler. About? Yeah, oh, I never heard. Oh, of Oh, yeah. Him. Okay, he he was. He was he was a future world champion, and he he was like uh, like Hulk Hogan modeled himself off of superstar Billy Graham. Oh, okay. Like he was the first one to be super jacked and super ripped. I mean, a lot of them were jacked, you know, like super yeah. muscly. But this guy was like ripped and huge. Huh. He, he looked like and he he looked, had a very similar look to Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, Ooh. I think, uh, was inspired by him, and I, I think super, Billy Graham helped train Hulk Hogan or something. Oh, okay. But they they had a similar look to him. But it's pretty interesting. Huh. But yeah, Ted beat him. Nice. And then Ted went to wrestle against or with, uh, he went to wrestle against other guys and in tag team matches as well. Wow. So, yeah, so how would you like to have a, a bear in your corner? That would be cool. <laughs> get, the, get the hot tag and tag nice. the bear in and he runs well. And he, <laughs> he teamed up with um, Rocky Johnson, the father hey. of Dwayne hey. the Rock John- Johnson. And Rocky's a Hall of Famer in WWE and he actually just died back in January. Oh, but yeah, The Rock's father tag-teamed with Ted. Wow. And Ted also faced people like Luke Graham, Fritz von Goring, Baron von Raschke. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I got to mention this guy a little bit, too, Baron von Raschke. He he was born in Nebraska, but of German descent. And Dave, what, uh, what uh, German gimmick would give you the most booze? Uh, Hitler. Oh yeah, you're a Nazi. <laughs> so he literally portrayed a Nazi coming out. He would goose step to the ring. <laughs> the, the guy would, or the, the wrestler okay. would goose step to the ring and everything. He was so hated by all the wrestling fans. But I, I think I don't know why. I think it's hilarious. Wrestling has a history of having an evil foreign character. Yeah. You know, like the Iron Sheik yeah. from Iran. The Iron Sheik. <laughs> and then they had um, Sergeant Slaughter join him. Even though he <laughs> yeah. was an American, he was an Iraqi sympathizer. And then uh, Ivan Koloff, he was a Soviet. So, yeah, yeah they got a history of doing that. Rowdy Roddy Piper. He, he, no, he's international. Yeah, he's pretty. And he was the villain. Yeah, most he was the villain. But uh, Ted also defeated... Bobby the Brain Heenan. Okay. You, you remember him? Yeah. He was better known as a manager and commentator. But yeah, Ted uh, Ted be- wrestled. I'm just putting over it. He wrestled some famous guys. That's awesome. Uh, so Ted and Dave also spent some time in the famous Heart Dungeon. What's that? Uh, working for Stampede Wrestling in Calgary. This is where the the famous Hart family came from. So oh. you have uh, Stu Hart, who was the father. Okay. And then the most famous one is Bret Hart. Yeah. And then you had Owen Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart and several others. Huh. Bret was the most famous guy. He was a former world champion in the 90s. Yeah, I remember Bret and Owen. Yeah, Bret and Owen. Yeah. Well, Owen had that tragic death. Yeah. And in the middle of the ring, he was coming off the bungee. And then, he, then it, it somehow broke, and then he fell to his death mm-hmm. live on TV. So, wow. Um, but yeah, I could talk about the uh, them for a long time. But uh, Ted lived with the Hart family for a while, wow. and Bret, Bret Hart told stories of how he would feed Ted ice cream. Nice. And Ted would lick his feet. So <laughs> he would like even put ice cream on his feet, and Ted would lick it off. Nice. Uh, so yeah, Stu Hart was the father, but yeah, it's a pretty interesting story there. So in 1974, Ted had his last match, and then he retired from wrestling. Now, I don't know exactly when, but Dave McKingy also kept another black bear named Smokey. Now, unlike Ted, Smokey still had his teeth and his claws. Oh, boy. And was not u- as used to humans as Ted was. Huh. And things take Why a little... Why use them then? <laughs> things take a little turn here. Oh, boy. In July... Of 1978, Dave left Smokey's cage door open while he went to answer the phone. (laughs) Smokey entered the house, and inside the house is Dave's 30-year-old girlfriend, Lynn Orser. 
Smokey enters the home and mauls her to death. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Gee. And after this, the Ontario Humane Society took Smokey and Ted away. Oh. After this, Ted's fate is uncertain, and there is no information on what happened to him. Oh, man. But yeah, that ended up being bad for Ted. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, but really cool story, don't you think, Dave? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed learning about Terrible Ted. I'm a big wrestling that's, fan, as everybody knows. Yeah. That's quite so. the career, too. What did what he start in the 50s to 74? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, for like 20 years he was doing... Oh, and uh, I got, I'll add this. So in 1988... In Newfoundland, Dave McKinney was driving to a wrestling show with a couple fellow wrestlers, uh, Adrian Adonis and twin brothers William and Victor Arco. So all four of them are uh, driving. Uh, The driver was William. He swerved the car to avoid hitting a moose and crashed the van. Dave, Adrian, and Victor all died. Oh, wow. During the accident. And William was severely injured. Jeez. And to add to this terrible accident, Dave's eight-year-old son, Davey Jr., witnessed the accident in a fellow ve- in a following vehicle. Oh, my goodness. So, wow, right? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Pretty, a very tragic end. Uh, but kind of a Canadian thing to happen. Avoid, uh, avoid well, hitting a moose. moose. Yeah. But, yes, that is the story of Terrible Ted. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I like I like that one. Yeah. Oh, and I, so Stu Hart also at one point wrestled a Bengal tiger named Sasha. Oh wow! They used it as a publicity stunt, like a gimmick match. Uh-huh. And also at one point, Stu was planning on wrestling a cheetah. But, oh my goodness! But it never happened. Jeez. But yeah, that is terrible, Ted. Pretty good on huh? that's crazy. All right, let's do our next celebrity animal. And guess what? We're gonna stick with uh, pro wrestling. Oh okay. And it's going. This is going to be an orangutan. Oh, interesting. So let's go to 1958, and we meet up with a legit wrestling legend. Probably, uh, he was probably like the first wrestling legend. Okay, Bruno San Martino. That sounds familiar. Have you ever heard of him? Sounds familiar. Okay. Well, uh, he is. Uh, I'm going to do a quick backstory on him so you can kind of find out who he was. He died back in 2018, but before he did, he did an interview on Chris Jericho's podcast, uh-huh. and his life is fascinating. It was fascinating. Huh. He was born in 1935 in fascist Italy. Wow. And he was the youngest of seven children, four of whom died in his early childhood. Mm. And then during World War II, his mother hid his siblings from the Nazis in a mountain cave. Wow. Yeah, and his mother would sneak into German-occupied towns to steal food and supplies. Jeez. Isn't that nuts? Wow. And so I went, in 1950, he, him and his family were able to move to Pittsburgh. He was a very sickly child, too, and he was bullied a lot. But uh, he then turned to weightlifting and wrestling to build himself up. Mm. And he did because he ended up being jacked. Wow. And to give you a quick idea on his career as a wrestler, he was a former world champion for the WWWF, now WWE, obviously. He's a two-time world champion. His first reign lasted seven years. Wow. <laughs> and then his second reign lasted three and a half years. Hmm. That's a combined total of 4,040 days. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, they don't. it's not they like that anymore. They never last a year, yeah. They, they might last a year at most. Ooh. That's been fairly recent a year. Has it? But, yeah, they're not seven. Wow. And he consistently sold out Madison Square Garden from 1963 to 1977. Wow. He was Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan. Like, it was, he was super famous. He was huge in the uh, Northeast Territory. Hmm. But before, before all this, before he became super famous, he had to face an opponent. An ape. <laughs> no. So in Pittsburgh in 1956 at a carnival, they had a wrestling monkey. Now... They didn't say ape. They said monkey. They said if you could last five minutes with the monkey, they would give him $25. $25. dollars for every five minutes he well, lasted. Well, I guess they learned the lesson from uh, Ted's manager. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't offer uh, 3000 yeah, <laughs> yeah, 25 Somebody will do it. Uh, Bruno was under the impression it was a monkey, but, and he was desperate for money at the time. Turns out it was an orangutan that he was set to face. Mm. And I've said before, I do not like monkeys, right? Yeah. Uh, I do like apes better. 
Yeah. But I still can't trust them all the way. Still, I don't want to do that with an ape. Yeah, they yeah, well, rip your arms out of your yeah. sockets. Well, orangutans are my favorite of all the apes. They're super cool. We will do an ape ape episode sometime. Okay. But orangutans, they're, they're, I don't think they're as quite as aggressive as uh, gorillas or chimpanzees. Yeah. Chimpan- oh, chimpanzees is probably the last animal I'd want to be attacked by mm-hmm. out of anything. They will... Uh, Crawl, go at your face. You won't have a face afterward. All of your fingers will gone, and your dick will probably be gone. They will bite all of that off. Anyway, okay, back to the story. (laughs) So uh, Bruno is having a match with this orangutan, and he said the match was very painful and unsafe, as this orangutan was not trained to perform. Oh, boy. He said he had never seen... This is what like a quote from what he said. He said... He had never seen anything so powerful. He tried to get behind it like an amateur move, uh-huh. thinking he can get it off the floor. But when he got behind it, it was started swinging around the cage and like he had a flea on its back. Oh wow! <laughs> and about fifteen into fifteen minutes into the match, Bruno said, "To hell with this!" <laughs> and he, and <laughs> he lasted fifteen minutes. He lasted oh, fifteen my minutes. So he said, to hell with this. And he punched the orangutan as hard as he could right in the gut. Oh. <laughs> uh, this this was like an unwritten no-no, right? Oh. And Bruno was disqualified. So the orangutan actually won the match. <laughs> <laughs> I found I just found that story very funny. Uh, Bruno was a fascinating guy to me. He inspired uh, tons of wrestlers. And he was even uh, really good friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they are, they're really close friends, but, uh, Bruno is obviously a hall of famer and many would consider him to be on the Mount Rushmore of all pro wrestling right next to the orangutan that beat him. Uh, that is so crazy. <laughs> he just gives out, all right. That's just, that's just a funny image. A guy punching an orangutan straight in the gut <laughs> yeah. and that probably struck the orangutan probably gave him I a good hit. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It's hard to say with those things. Oh, I bet I got, I mean, it. apes are so stocky. You wonder if you could do anything to one, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I've got one more. Okay. Pro wrestling <laughs> oh, celebrity okay. animal. I got on a roll. Like, at one point, this was almost a pro wrestling animals <laughs> episode. But uh, I got one more. Uh, so <clears throat> this is actually a blue and gold macaw named Frankie. As a wrestler? No, no, no. Oh. He's not a wrestler, but he's the celebrity animal. Okay. Uh, so a macaw is a type of parrot from South America in the rainforest. They are very, very smart and able to learn words and speak. Mm-hmm. So the wrestler named Coco Beware. Do you remember <laughs> him? Uh-uh. You don't? Uh-uh. Well, he used Frankie as a mascot and took him to the ring everywhere he went. Uh-uh. Coco, was a, he was a big black guy who wrestled in the 80s and early 90s in WWE. It, he was really good. Uh-huh. He was a fun-loving, good guy character, also known as the Birdman. (laughs) He would come to the ring with Frankie and do this dance called the Bird Dance. He just just waves his arms, really. (laughs) But he was super popular and had a great entrance theme. Really good wrestler, too. Very athletic. He would do drop kicks. A lot of people didn't do those kind of moves back then. But, yeah, he he was just a really good wrestler. I've I've looked up some videos doing this and watched him. But yeah, he had a great character, and fans reacted to him. They loved him and Frankie. Uh, interesting story on how he got Frankie is pretty cool. He got the idea of having Frankie from his wife. At that point, he was already the Birdman, but uh, and he did the dance, uh-huh. so it would be fitting to his gimmick. Yeah. One day, his wife went to a pet store and saw the saw a blue and gold macaw. She took a picture with her Polaroid camera. Nice. <laughs> And she said that this is what you need to get on top. You can get on top like Hulk Hogan or Andre or Piper. Here, keep this picture in your pocket is what she said. Coco then got a call from none other than Vince McMahon. Wow. (laughs) And he met with Vince in New York City. uh, And at the end of their meeting, Vince asked if there was anything else he'd like to add to his gimmick. Coco was like, oh, yeah, I got that picture in my pocket. And he said that he wants one of these. Nice. And gives the picture to Vince. And Vince said, oh, yeah, that's good shit, pal. <laughs> nice. Yeah. If you watch wrestling, you'd get that joke. But yeah. okay. Uh, anyway, Coco and Frankie became a very popular act for many, many years. 
And Coco was kind of, he was kind of a mid-card guy. He never made it to the main event like the other guys. Mm-hmm. But he still had plenty of success. And I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he ever held a championship, but he, he did in other promotions. But he, he's a super well-known guy. And two other ac- accolades he has is he was the first man to fall victim to the Undertaker's tombstone pile driver. Really? He was the very oh. first guy to take it. Yep. Nice. I remember that too. Do you? The, yeah. The Undertaker in his first years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, he had the very first match on the very first episode of Monday Night Raw. Wow. In uh, January 11th, 1993. Hmm. So that's, that's something. Yeah. Uh, he was beat by Yokozuna. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he's the big, big uh, he's the big Samoan guy who yeah. they passed for a Japanese guy to be yeah. a, a sumo wrestler character. Yeah, yeah, Yokozuna was really good too. Yeah, but Coco kept Frankie for fifteen years, and Frankie was a huge part of his success. Like people loved Frankie. Right on. But let's go to two thousand one now. Did he? What did he ever teach him words? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, you, okay. you're gonna find oh, okay. out. <laughs> let's go to two thousand one. Coco was at church, and somebody came running up to him and said. Coco, you got to go home. Your house is on fire. <laughs> right? Whoa. That's a good time to go home. You, yeah. You, you'd be excused from church in that scenario. <laughs> uh, he got there and it was a disaster. Uh, a neighbor who he had never met before and lived down the street was in his backyard on his knees crying. Hmm. The neighbor said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't save your child. Oh, no. This guy heard a voice inside the burning house. It was saying, let me out. Let me out. (laughs) And the man thought it was uh, one of Coco's kids. Oh. But it was Frankie trapped in his cage. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Coco says that he still misses Frankie to this day. Uh, Coco is still alive and is in the Hall of Fame. Oh. But that, that's it's kind of funny, but it's sad at the same time. Yeah, poor Frankie. I mean, better better Frankie than a child, but yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. If he held on, he could uh, join the Generation X, and they could have taught him to say "sarcan." <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh yeah, Frankie's got one word, two words for you. <laughs> Suck it, yeah, just like DX. <laughs> nice. All right, so those are our uh, our wrestling stories I have for you. They're 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 pretty fun, I think. Don't you? Yeah. Uh, I almost like I said, I almost made the whole episode and animals and wrestling, <laughs> but probably probably the most famous animal in wrestling was the snake of oh Jake, Jake the, the snake, snake Roberts. Yeah. Now we already actually covered Jake the snake and his stories back in episode forty two. Uh, remember how he uh, had Macho Man Randy Savage between the ropes, and then he had a cobra bite him. Oh his yeah, arm. yeah. But before that, Savage made Jake, uh, made Jake make the snake actually bite him first mm-hmm. to say that to make sure that it wasn't actually venomous. <laughs> like, brother, you gotta make that bite you first. <laughs> and then the time that his python Damien got loose on the tarmac at the airport, yeah. and security <laughs> tried to tell Jake to go down there and put it away, Jake said no because he didn't let that snake out. <laughs> somebody who must have let him out of the box. Yeah. And there's also the time Rowdy Roddy Piper pulled a gun on Jake for having the snake too close to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jake is a fascinating guy. So go back to episode 42 if you want to listen to some fun Jake the Snake Roberts stories. Yeah. Okay, so no more wrestling stories for the Aww. episode. <laughs> uh Dave, you have yeah. a story for us, right? Yeah. All right, so why don't you hit us with that? Okay. Well, so I decided to cover a famous animal. The famous animal I'm covering is Bubbles the Chimp. Bubbles the Chimp? Yeah. Is that Michael Jenkins? Yeah, exactly. Chimp? Yes. <laughs> yes, this was the chimpanzee that Michael Jackson owned. Um, let's see. So he was born April 30th, 1983. Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson bought him when he was pretty young. He bought him from a uh, Texas research facility in the 80s. And uh, he took him everywhere. He lived with him in, in Los Angeles until he got Neverland Ranch, and mm-hmm. then Bubbles was with him there. But he would take him on tour. Took him on the bad tour really? with him. Yeah. Take him on tour. He brought him on stage, and that's kind of when, like, oh, wow. You know, everyone was, was uh, freaked so out. So what year was this? This was great. This was in the 80s. So Michael yeah. Jackson was hot right now. Oh, right? yeah. He was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the bad was his, I want to say that was his second album that he released solo. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's what, yeah, I think it was, but yeah, so he was with them there. Um, another interesting thing about this chimpanzee is that, uh, Michael Jackson actually took him to have tea with the ambassador in Japan. (laughs) That's that's silly. Yeah. And, and it was surprising because they're like, no, no, chimps aren't allowed. But Michael Jackson was so famous. You can't say no to Michael Jackson. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm bringing my chimp. And he did, and he had sat down and had tea with him. Yeah, so yeah, it was it's, it's amazing. He was raised with, he was raised with him. Um, took him all all of these places. He was in some of his vid, vid, music videos too. Okay. Um, um, trying to think, it was I think it was a Moonwalker. Do you remember that? I one? don't remember that. Okay, he's that got song. it was a two parter. I think it was uh, Moonwalker was with. Uh, um, uh, no, he had two or three songs. It was huge, long music video. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like forty or fifty minutes long. Oh. But yeah, he was in that that with them. Um, in fact, if you ever played the video game or know much about Moonwalker, he turns into a kind of a chimpanzee. Okay, dancing, yeah, I don't, you know? I, I'm not familiar with Moonwalker. Yeah. So it's also said that uh, he, he um, Bubbles knew how to moonwalk. So oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of cool to see, see a little see chimp a moonwalk. Yeah, yeah. So um, he stayed with them until it was in the. Uh, somewhere early 2000s, um, he was getting older, so he, he was an adult chimp, and now he was a little well, more dangerous. Yeah, when they, when in a when they hit puberty, like they have similar like a teenager, you know, like yeah. a teenager, and then when they turn adulthood, they are they really are dangerous and they're aggressive. Yeah, and so this is yeah, you can only keep a chimp for a few years. Yeah, so it was at that point he said, okay, um, he he sent it off. He's like, I gotta give it to a trainer now right. i can't have it anymore so he he had to get rid of it um there were some uh um how do you say there's there's uh, uh what do you, I, why can't i think of the word rumors you okay. know we don't know if they're true or not but um it was said cuz he would the the chimpanzee would just sit there watch movies with him eat popcorn candy you know do all kinds of stuff with him he had a crib in michael jackson's room with him you know mm-hmm. um uh but there were rumors he said, yeah, he was great. He'd wear a diaper and everything. But there were rumors that the housemaids would say, had said, no, he'd fling his diaper off, throw his poop on the wall. We had to clean it, you know. Of course he would. And there was stuff like, oh, he was abused. Michael Jackson hit him and abused him. and Hit him or touched him. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's the difference? But uh, none of that was ever substantiated. It's just, and I think they were latching onto that when he's like, he got rid of him, you know, because Michael Jackson beat him, you know. They were saying that, but it's you Probably, just don't because know. it was caused being a terror. It, it's possible to fight back, you know, mm-hmm. in, in order to fight back. But as far as saying maybe that's why he got wild, no, it's just that's hormones what they do. of a chimp. Yeah, yeah. they they really are dangerous when they get to that point, especially the male chimps. Yeah, yeah. So and there was stuff. In fact, there was another rumor too. It was on the tabloids. Um, Michael Jackson's chimpanzee tried to commit suicide when he found out <laughs> Michael Jackson was dead. You know. <laughs> But but they were like it, it was shut down. They're like, no, we never even told him anything about Michael Jackson after he's left. He wouldn't know. <laughs> he wouldn't <laughs> you know? know. So you know, this it's hard to believe any of those rumors yeah. stuff. But he was pretty famous. He was out he was, there. He was, he was super on TV. famous. Yeah. But uh, as and as of today, he's he's in Florida. He got sh- he was with the trainer for a while, and it's been at least ten years. He's been off in a in a. Um, Sanctuary. Uh, in an ape, yeah, an ape sanctuary in, in uh, Florida. Okay. And that's where he still lives to this day. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was thought that was interesting. Because yeah. I used to, I, I loved Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, you you're a, you're kid, a big so. Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. And he was super famous, Bubbles, right? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Did it, in the Neverland Ranch, do you know, I know he had, uh, Michael Jackson had a lot of other animals. Do you know what he had? I think he had, had a giraffe. It was like a zoo. Yeah. He, he had, had like a giraffe. A, I know that. Yeah, he really did have. He probably had elephants. He, he had quite a bit. He had a menagerie. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I know he had a giraffe. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't know what else. But... I don't know any of their names, but. <laughs> what else? Animals' names. Were there roller coasters and stuff? At oh, the yeah. He, he he modeled part of it after Disneyland. That's. Huh. it's It was. Supposedly pretty good. I I'm never sure went. it was. I never went to it. Though. I'm sure all the young boys liked it <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah, like the Pinocchio ride. <laughs> Time to pay the price. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. Thank you, Dave. Good yeah. job. Uh, I've got one more story. One more celebrity animal to cover. Okay. And this is one that I bet most people have at least heard about. 
Okay, this is the it's a, the animal is a Siberian husky and sled dog named Balto. Okay, if you've heard movie of, after him, yeah, they made I'm, a movie after him. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna share his story real quick. Okay, it is a famous. So Balto's pretty well known. Let's go to 1924 and to a small village called Nome. Nome was hit with uh, diphtheria. Now I wrote that out. So I, I I am pronouncing it correctly. I wrote <laughs> you it used out your like dif and then ha- or yeah I I did it right. Okay? <laughs> Diphtheria. <laughs> There's a diphtheria outbreak in Nome. Diphtheria is an upper respiratory tract illness that causes the neck to get swollen. It, I saw pictures of it. and It did not look good. Among other things, and it yeah it just looks nasty. Something oh. not something that you want. Uh, there is an antitoxin. Uh, the only doctor in Nome was a man named Curtis Welch. He ordered the antitoxin, but it was unable to arrive before the port closed for winter. Uh, without the antitoxin, the younger populations of Nome were at risk. So what happened is a massive rescue effort was carried out by sled dog teams to bring the medicine to Nome. The antitoxin serum was transported by train from Anchorage to Niana, I think, okay. (laughs) Um, After that, uh, mushers, who are the men with the dog sleds that are driving, embarked as part of a relay team aimed at delivering the serum. Okay. So more than 20 mushers and 150 sled dogs took part in this. The mushers and dogs had to travel 674 miles. That's a long ways. Yeah. And they did so they did this in five and a half days. They faced a blizzard with negative 23 degree weather Ooh, wow. and strong winds the whole time. And this was a big story back then for the news. This was uh, worldwide. This was being broadcast worldwide. The story. This story. Wow. In newspapers everywhere. Now the mushers, the or the musher from the team Balto was on was driven by a Norwegian man named Gunnar Kassan, and I said it. It was a relay, so one sled dog team would travel until they met up with the next team. And then they would transport the serum to them, and then the next one, the next one. Now, Balto was the sled dog leader of his team, and once they were uh, handed the serum, they traveled in near whiteout, blizzardly blizzardly conditions. Kassan stated that he could barely see his hand in front of his face. Wow. But Balto led the team on the trail and did their leg of the run almost entirely in the dark. Gee. The final team and its sledder, uh, or so yeah, the final team and its sledder were asleep when Balto and Kassen made it uh, made it to the final stop. Mm. So Kassen decided to continue on. Wow. So their team became the team to deliver the serum to Nome. Everyone thanked Kassen at first, but he suggested giving praise to his lead dog Balto. Nice. And after the success of the mission, Kassen and Balto became celebrities. You know, they were the ones who came, who pulled into the town with the serum, so they're going to get all the glory, yeah. even though everybody else did a hard effort, too, except yeah. for the last guy who was taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wonder if he said that just so he can go <laughs> go all the way. Yeah, that, that could be it, too. Like, Kassen's like, I want the glory. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, in fact, 10 months after the mission, a statue of Balto was built in New York City's Central Park. Wow. And it is still there today, as far as I'm aware. Crazy. Uh, there is a plaque that has the following inscription. So I'm going to read it off. Okay. It says, dedicated to the indomitable spirit of the sled dogs that relayed antitoxin 600 miles over rough ice across treacherous waters through Arctic blizzards from Nian to relief of stricken Nome in the winter of 1925. Wow. So, yeah, big deal. Uh, Balto became, like, the most famous dog in the world in the 1920s. But it should be mentioned 
that the longest and most hazardous stretch of the mission was actually done by a different team, led by a different dog named Togo. Okay, that's that's what I was trying to look up, yeah. Because I was like, this sounds familiar, but it wasn't Balto. <laughs> okay. Is that where you Yeah. Yeah, there was a dog named Togo that actually covered 261 miles. Wow. Which was much farther than Balto. I think Balto's was like 50 or something. Oh, okay. But And many people believe that Togo should be the uh, the true hero here. Mm. Uh, however, Balto finished, la- finished last, so and he got all the credit. Yeah. That's how it worked. Uh, what do you know about Togo? That Disney just made a movie. I, I, I somebody on, else mentioned that. Yeah, to me. what? It's on Disney Plus. It's called Togo. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um. Wi- I, I, I want to say William Defoe, but I don't. Yeah, think that's, that's the right. Guy's that's name. that's what somebody else. The told one me. that was Spider Man. Yeah, on Green Spider-Man. Goblin. Yeah. 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 Somebody else told me it was him too. Okay. So it was him. Yeah. So I was. I only got to see like the first hour. I didn't. Okay. I didn't get to finish. How old is it? Stuff going on. It was pretty recent, I think. But yeah, I'm thinking every you're telling the story, and I'm like, ringing a bell. Yeah, I'm like, that's what's going on. Somebody else told me there wasn't a movie named Togo, so I I didn't know that for sure. But uh, yeah, go check out Togo; it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, (laughs) and Balto's somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, Balto, the movie Balto. It's an animated one, isn't it? It's half, half animated. Oh, okay. I'm going to talk about it in a moment, but okay. uh, So Balto died in 1931. His remains were mounted by a taxidermist and donated to the Cleveland Museum of Natural History. Huh. And you might think or ask why Cleveland out of all places. Well, in 1929, a former boxer turned businessman from Cleveland bought Balto and his six companions. Oh. So in 1998, the Alaskan legislator passed the Bring Back Balto Resolution... So they're trying to get oh, Balto's okay. taxidermy body back. And the Cleveland Museum declined oh. <laughs> the return of Balto. However, they did lend Balto to the Anchorage Museum of History and Art for a five-month period, which drew record crowds. Nice. They were all there to see Balto. Uh, I actually don't know where Balto is currently at. Hmm. I, wasn't, I, I couldn't find it. Probably okay. still in Cleveland. I really don't yeah. know. Um, there have been several books written about Balto and his story. Many are children's books. And in 1995, there was a movie called Balto. It was part live action, part animated. Uh, even Balto was voiced by Kevin Bacon. Hey. <clears throat> and so in 1973, the annual Iditarod trail sled dog race was started to commemorate this 1925 serum run to Nome. So pretty much this started the Iditarod. Wow. And ironically enough, Dave, the 2020 Iditarod just started (laughs) on March 7th and is still going on right now. And I looked a little bit into it because I was curious. I know Uh it is. So the Iditarod is a 1100 mile endurance race that lasts around 10 to 11 days, depending on weather. Wow. And I looked up a little bit on it and there are 63 men and women competing in it uh but yes that is balto and i purposely left this story short because while researching it i found that well we could probably do an entire episode on this story oh wow and i think that would be really cool yeah so we will do that sometime i read a lot and it's a very interesting story there's a lot more uh, detailed details involved okay and we could also while we do that we'll can also go into more in depth about the iditarod because that's something that we've actually never even mentioned on the show until now yeah uh so uh, this story is on my list of future episodes to cover okay balto and the iditarod yeah ironically that's it just started and going on right now but dave that is going to wrap up part one of celebrity animals I hope you and all the listeners enjoyed it. I know I definitely did. So next episode will be part two, and we're we're gonna go we're gonna do things a little bit different. These were some of them were a little bit longer, but we're gonna go a little more rapid fire and cover more okay. celebrity animals. Okay. Um, I know we ha- we're gonna talk about Bart the bear. Huh. We're gonna talk about <laughs> Rin Tin Tin the okay. dog, uh, the Taco Bell dog too. We're, nice. I got a bit on him, and the kind of the main one is gonna be Kiko the orca. 
who played Free Willy. Okay. That actually has a really good story, so we'll end on Kiko's story because it's really good. Okay. Uh, Dave, we have some shout-outs to give. Hey. Uh, first off, or first, uh, these are all reviews from Facebook. And we want to thank Jennifer Rodriguez. Jennifer Rodriguez. She says that we are a very cool podcast. Nice. Thank you. And also thank uh, Taya. I think that's how you say it. T-A-Y-A from Tennessee. Taya from Tennessee. She said that her coworker asks her why she's laughing so much while at work while she's listening to us. <laughs> nice. And, and also, last but not least, we want to thank Sandy Keith Brown. Sandy Keith Brown. She said that we are the first podcast she's ever listened to. Wow. Which makes us the best one she's ever listened to. Uh, of course. And she also said that Dave sounds like Tommy Chong. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> Have you ever gotten that one before? No. Yeah, that's, I don't. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Though. <laughs> well, nice. You sound like a stoner, I guess. <laughs> right on. <laughs> But, cool. Uh, I'm good with that. That's right. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for your your reviews. It means a lot. So, Dave, if any, if they if listeners want to contribute, what can they do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars. Say something you like. It really helps us out. Helps us gain more listeners, gain more attention. Uh, if you'd like to become a more awesome person, you know, more a celebrity for us, we'll make you famous. You can also donate via PayPal and Venmo. Wonderful, Dave. Good job. Yes, uh, donations would be more than wonderful. And if you would like to do that, you can go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or on my personal Venmo account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. Uh, all that info is in the description below. And to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know. Or if you just want to uh, suggest an episode idea, feel free to do that. Or you can ask us any questions you want. Or if you just want to say hi and, and tell Dave he sounds like Tommy Chung, <laughs> you can email us or message us on Facebook. Also, help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're on all the ones that we need to be. Now, Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. All right, well, how about you, Professor Cheetor? Hmm, I've heard through the grapevine that you, Matthew, are getting old AF. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's what the kids <laughs> say, right? AF. That's uh, the most proper way I've heard someone saying something mean. <laughs> the most yeah. polite way, I guess. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I will be in uh, about three hours. I will be 31. My birthday, hey! It's my birthday. Yay! So, um, send donations over my birthday. <laughs> that would be fantastic. There you go. All right, well, anyway, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.